Gee, Steve, what are we going to do tonight? Same thing we do every podcast. Tell them how we season. Welcome to How We Seize It, episode 54. We're going to cover holiday movies. Um, so just, I guess, kind of a... We, we talked about a top 10, top 5. Uh, I, I ended up with a good top 5 with a lot of uh, honorable mentions, so... I, I, did a, I did a top 5, but then I rearranged it and I came up with five different kind of holiday categories because they all kind of meet different criteria and it was kind of hard to, to make a list. So I just no, you're right. broke them down into different things and picked my my top there. But I have a bunch of honorable mentions. There's there's so many great holiday right. movies out there. So. Well, it's, it's funny that you mentioned the categories. So I, I stumbled onto this podcast doing what I do and, and listening to other people talk about what we're going to talk about. And I found this podcast called uh, Hot Top Picks. Uh-huh. with a K at the end, and it's a, like, fantasy draft, but they did holiday movies. There was four guys, and they drafted them, and then they had to have, like, certain categories. One was, like, um, animated or family. One was comedy. One was drama. And the other was was horror or uh, <laughs> yeah. horror action, I think it was. And then they had a, just a, a random that could be anything. And uh, it was really cool listening to these guys go through this, and they did some trivia and stuff. It was really fun. It was It was... A, a fun podcast to listen to uh, just because it had that if you've ever done fantasy football and done the draft it is it it is probably 50 percent of the year i mean playing the games and winning and stuff like that's really cool but the draft is part of what's so much fun about it because there's a lot of shit talking going on and and backstabbing and this and that and someone picks someone right before you get in yeah you, know, you they get the tantrum and it's it's so much fun so it was a combination of that but the Christmas movies and and I I just it was such a fun podcast to listen to, and it was their first episode that how they many, literally dropped that day. How many people were doing it? It was four. They had four four That's contestants nice. and a host, so it was five guys. Okay. And they apparently they did it through a, a video. Also, they had like a where they had the four guys in the in the video and the one guy in the middle, and uh, it looked like it'd be a lot of fun to watch too. But I, I had just listened to it, but it was really really fun. So uh, yeah, it was kind of it was kind of neat, but that I hadn't thought about categories until they said it. I was like, oh, yeah, I guess I guess you could really have different categories in them because you know you're gonna have your your old school sentimental, you know, that are really family oriented, and I then have, you got- I have a nostalgic category. What I found a lot of mine were comedies, and I was getting mm-hmm. frustrated. It's like they're bumping off these <laughs> other ones. They're, they're I like them more, but but I didn't want I wanted to re- kind of represent more of a broader broader. Um, range so that's that's why i I ended up in the category i 100 percent understand and because that is that's mine too are the (laughs) and it's funny like the majority of mine are from the 90s actually or or like like 90s and um and they are none of them are the classics but the classics are still what they were and i remember watching them growing up but it's just not something i watch anymore even though they are really good yeah but it's kind of funny yeah like i would much rather watch some of these other ones so cool hey anything else going on this week with you um i'm putting together a video for my wife she's uh doing stuff with with her her second grade kids and and trying to you know it's it's a little bit more challenging to put together projects but i'm i'm helping her put something together that she's gonna 
show to everyone on Friday. Everything, a lot, a lot, like a, little, a lot of the projects are cut actually via Zoom, but some of them, some of them do at home little, um, yeah, animated things. That's it's kind of fun. So, so I'm doing so like that. a little Christmas special thing with them or something. Um, no, they're just telling stories. They're they're telling stories, okay. but they're going to do it at kind of a holiday party. So, because nice. it's the last day of school, and I'm also yeah. working on uh, trying to put together a few songs for uh, a Christmas album that my right. daughter and I have been doing for the last uh, <laughs> seven or eight. Which years. is funny, like. Yeah. I- I know you've been doing them forever and it's funny because it's, it's kind of like a hit or miss, whether we get to hear them or not. It's like, Oh, well, yeah, you can hear this one. Cause it's only me. Oh, you can't hear that one. Cause Casey's on it. And she has to give you approval. And so it's always like, Oh, okay. And I, I mean, I got to do one once with you. I mean, a couple years ago. Yeah. Uh, and that was Romance. a lot of fun. Yeah. So I, I always thought that was really cool. Uh, I wish I had the talent to, to put something together like that. I, I think it's really awesome. I'm having I, a little yeah, bit more of a struggle this time though, because you know, I, I, I wrote a few songs, but it's hard to record them because you know, my wife's in the next room. We don't, we don't <laughs> have time away and I have a hard time uh, doing kind of recordings and, and, and doing that sort of stuff with, with a, you know, a live audience, especially when it's something that I'm trying to surprise her with, but I think she's, do I need to come and take her out for a while? <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> so grab the dogs. We're gone. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I'll do that. I might, I'm actually off after tomorrow. Uh, I have whatever hours I work tomorrow. I'm hoping that it's a, a short day. Yeah. You know, sometimes they, they let you cut out early that, that day before. So I'm hoping that happens. So yeah, after that, I, uh, I'm off till January. So nice. So I have, uh, 17 days next week. Typically I'm supposed to work, but I'm taking vacation days through, uh, through Christmas Eve. Um, because after, after the weekend, after Christmas weekend, I got to go back in for some overtime work to, to do some mm. projects in our data center. So, uh, uh, so I'm taking the week prior to Christmas off. So Friday is my last day too. Or we have that. We have that tomorrow. option. Yeah, ours is Thursday because we do that every other Friday off. Nice. So it just happens to fall on this one, which is really cool. Um, we have the option to go back that week after Christmas and work if we want. And it's one of those things is like you know how often do you get that big of a time chunk for a little bit of you know leave off? So it's like we usually take it. And, I mean. Not that I really need a big chunk. I just got back from my my surgery, being <laughs> off three months, so not like. But it's one of those, you know. We're gonna try and go do some fun stuff. Uh, we're gonna try and get up to Tahoe if we can. For we at have least a day. we have so many people working from home that um, a lot of people are getting backed up on their vacation time um, because because um, they don't have to take it. It, right. It's not like a meaningful vacation if you're if you're kind of working from home. And 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 so a lot of us are hit that time like we've got, you know, all these all these weeks stored up. I think anything over 320 hours. Oh, we, yeah. You got to take it or lose it. And then we get a letter that says, hey, take it or lose it. So that's one of the reasons why I'm taking next week. Just the whole week. I know they used to do that at some of the places I've worked where it was like it was that take it or lose it kind of thing. But it became uh, take it or they pay you out like you could only carry so many hours. And if you went over that. Uh, they would pay you out for those hours. So okay. it worked out, you know, you never lost it, lost it, which was, you know, kind of cool in a way. But uh, I know uh, there was one guy when I was working with him, he, he hadn't taken vacation forever and, and they hadn't had that. You can only have so many hours. He had enough. He, he was going to work for another two years before he retired, but he had enough to take every Friday off for the next two years and <laughs> still have like, half his vacation time left and i was like man that's that's just crazy so eh. 
takes a long time without taking any vacations. So I mean, right. it, those those that can do it, good good on them. All right, before we get into this, uh, what I uh, I know we uh, do our drinks, and uh, so uh, I want to hear what you got with this one because we didn't pick one movie, or you know, so right, it, right. it could be anything. <laughs> right, and um, yeah, I kind of went with a traditional holiday drink, but I I, I don't like eggnog, so that was uh-huh. out, out of the question. Um, and I, so I tried something that is kind of traditional, but I've never had it before. This is a um, spiced wine or a mold wine. And oh yeah, yeah. And I'd never, I'd never done it before. So I went, I went to the store and picked up some cinnamon sticks and some uh, whole cloves and anise, and and uh, and then I got a bottle of wine and some brandy and mixed it together with some oranges in there, and you kind of simmer it up and yeah. uh, taste it, and you you drink it warm. It's really nice. So so it's my way of just kind of getting in the holiday spirit with uh, with a little uh, spiced wine. Nice. I've actually had that before, and uh, it's one of the few times that I do will drink wine where I, I kind of enjoy. It. It's almost, it's almost like when you do um, like an apple cider, like a warm apple cider on on the holidays and stuff. Sure. It just has a little bit of a kick to it. Yeah, apple uh, cider is something you can add to it as you, as well. There's there. It seemed like a lot of the the recipes were as long as you're throwing in your your sugars and <laughs> sugars right. and spice you're 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 good sugar spice and alcohol that's really all you that's all you warm need in up. life warm it up. Yep. and you're good what do you got yeah so i uh, i went with one of my one of my top 5 movies uh elf right and uh one of the things and, and it's one of those very quotable movies one of the things is he always talks about uh syrup you know and then he's drinking syrup. syrup that's right puts yeah, it on everything he puts it on everything, and he, and uh, so when I was like, okay, so I started looking up. I'm like, well, what do they have for maple drinks? And I couldn't find anything that I was like, oh, that sounds good. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that. So what I wanted to do is I and I wanted to kind of go with a little bit of a uh, a Christmas theme. And so I, I've always enjoyed White Russians, right? And you blend them up, and they kind of got a a, a milkshakey look, a white milkshakey look. It's just kind of snowball, right? So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna make this a a blended uh white uh elf uh shake right so <laughs> okay. i put i put i did i did the regular blended white russian which is kalua um uh kalua and vodka and um use either use uh cream like a heavy cream um and ice and blend it up or what i like to do is i use vanilla ice cream right <laughs> so it, it it tastes just as good as the cream adds a little bit to it um, and then I added vanilla or not vanilla, um, maple syrup. So, uh, nice. to give it that, that elf touch. Now, the other reason I went with that too, is because Kahlua is, is a coffee liqueur and, you know, from elf, they had the, the world's best, you know, uh, greatest cup of coffee. So I thought that was a good tie in too. <laughs> so, That's like, true. That's so, true. so it's the, the blended white elf. Um, <laughs> so well done. Uh, yeah, so I, and it, it is it's actually really good. I, I don't taste a lot of the maple, but I mean it's it's a very easy uh, drink to drink a lot of really quick. Even though it's a kind of strong drink with the vodka and uh, Kahlua in it, yeah. it's very sweet and very tasty. So <laughs> it's good stuff. I, I'm definitely happy I went with that one. Mine's good right, too, so let- because I'm cold and this is warm and, <laughs> and it warms up. Yes, nice. Alcohol will do that to you. Yeah. All right. Well, so we can jump right into these. And um, the way I was thinking is doing is kind of doing a, uh, a bottom to top kind of thing. So start with if we both ended up with a, a list of five, 
Um, I don't know if you numbered them like, you know, I know you said you had the categories. Um, if you went with the, uh, you know, which would be your still top, top or not. I think I can rank uh, them. I can rank them. Okay. Because uh, I ended up with four and five. Also, I ended up with seven movies, really, because I put two on four and I put two on five. Well, I um, do. I mean, I have, I picked one for each category, but I have a list of runners up that yeah. are tied to it. So I'll be able to, to talk about more. Yeah, and then some of the other ones I wanted to talk about after that or or in between is is some of the other ones that didn't make my list but are still on my uh, feels list. You know, like every time I see it, it brings up, you know, childhood memories, things like that. Or um, like one of the ones that didn't make my list but is in an honorable mention is uh, Polar Express. And the reason it's there is is it was never one that I was like, oh, got just so attached to and watched every year myself. But my kids did that. That was one of their favorite ones yeah. uh, when they That'll were young, it. sure. And watching it, so it was one of those ones as I picked up. I would catch bits and pieces of it, but I, you know, I was always doing something and walking through the room and catching parts of it as they watched it multiple times during Christmas as they grew up. And so, you know, little things like that I wanted to throw in there. And then, um, and then I had my other my other little list, which I'm sure I think one of yours is one of your top ones going to be in this list. It just didn't make my top five because the room. But, you know, we have those, are they really a Christmas movie or not, right? And we're talking like... <laughs> That's uh, like, yeah, I have a category. I couldn't figure out what to call it, but I I, I just put backdrop. The backdrop is holiday themed. It's kind of... Yeah. And it, but it, it, yeah, you're right. And there's a, there's a lot of those that are out there. There is. Well, it's funny listening to different um, uh, podcasts talking about holiday movies. A lot of people brought up uh, Batman Returns. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the um, Tim, uh, not Tim. Um, Tim Burton, sure. Tim Burton, Tim Burton, director well, of doing only, that. Not only that, he had a Christmas theme with Edward Scissorhands and Nightmare Before yes. Christmas. So, so it, and not only that. Think of uh, you know we just reviewed um, Iron Man three a few a mm -hmm. few weeks ago. Technically, and, yeah, it was a Christmas. Yeah, some people consider that a Christmas Marvel uh, holiday movie. Um, yeah, and that was directed by Shane Black, who also wrote the screenplay for Lethal Weapon and also directed Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Two other of his scripts <laughs> that have Christmas themes. It's almost like, and yeah. you know, they're not Christmas movies, but but they right. kind of have have this over, you know. Well, but they show up on people's yeah. lists, yeah. For like, like, so I did a um, an IMDb top one hundred uh, list, just so I could <laughs> print them off, so I could start writing stuff out. And I saw, yeah, Edward, Edward Scissors' hand was on there, and it's like up at number twelve, you know. And it's kind of crazy, and you know, you got like Nightmare Before Christmas which is another one of my honorable mentions that that is one of the ones that I actually do enjoy watching, even though it didn't make my top five. Um, and I've, I've already watched it once this year because uh, there was another show called, um, Oh geez. What was it? It was, uh, it was kind of like one of those, like the, the, Oh, um, it's the movies that raised us um, is the show. It's like a Netflix show. Yeah. They did like the toys that raised us kind of thing. Or, and, and so the two they covered were, uh, nightmare before Christmas and, um, elf. And they, t and they go back in and then they, they talk about how the, how it actually got made and all the stuff. And the nightmare before Christmas was ridiculous at how much stuff they went through and the, the stuff they jumped through. And it's funny. They talk about, um, uh, Tim, oh, why am I screwing up his name? Tim Tim Burton, I keep wanting to call him Tim Allen. Tim Burton, 
so he's the main the main thought process behind it but he was hardly even there for any of the actual production and he almost was like a a phone-in director and it was true very strange although he he had a a huge part of of getting it going and yes you know the 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 story and bringing in danny elfman directly he had the he had the idea and stuff like that and and he had a lot of that he didn't want to go through the the painstaking animation process i think he brought in well no he was actually working on batman batman returns at the time yeah so yeah they talk about how he you know they would call him and talk to him or send him stuff and he would kind of nitpick or change some things here and there but he wasn't really there for the hands-on and it's funny because it actually has been renamed as tim burton's nightmare before christmas well he Uh, he and danny elfman worked on you know the songs and 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 he's a big part of that show they talk about him a lot i think he was a huge part of that it's just the actual animated production that that so i i I don't want to discount his his uh, presence. Oh there. no, I don't. I was just saying, but I like when before seeing that, I would have thought he had full hands on, like you know, he was in the 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 guts of it the whole time. Yeah. When it really wasn't the case, and which is fine, you know, it doesn't change the movie at all or change my my thoughts on it. I just was I was surprised, but that's one of those two. And and um, I don't know if you mentioned Gremlins or not. <laughs> that was one that is definitely uh, it's you almost have to consider it a Christmas show um, in the aspect of like everything happens over Christmas and almost because of Christmas. I mean, he, the, the, the Mogwai was given as a gift and that was what turned in the whole thing. And so, you know, it is, it, it is essentially a, a Christmas movie, even though it doesn't have the same <laughs> feeling as like, you know, uh, uh, it's a wonderful life, which is, you know, a Christmas Movie yeah. or, I mean, or any of those. What could really? I mean, you say, and, you, and you're you're saying Christmas now. I think we originally you started off with holiday. That this is, and it, 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 it which holiday. Um, but but what would constitute in some of these people's minds? What what is an actual Christmas movie? Is it one that focuses on Christmas lore? You know, like like Elf, right. or or the Santa Claus, or or things that, uh, uh, or and I it, think we. We get caught up in Christmas uh, being because that's what most of the movies have. Like, a lot of them have it in the title and stuff. But you're right; it could be a holiday. It could be a holiday movie. Um, one of the ones that I just thought of off off the top of my head was um, there's that animated um, one by Adam Sandler. Uh, I think it's Eight Crazy Nights, which is is definitely a holiday movie, but it's about Hanukkah, and it's it's all based off of kind of his stand up stuff that he talked about but it's animated and it's it's through and i remember watching that just thinking it's 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 great it it's not a christmas movie because it's hanukkah yeah. but it is definitely in that that holiday so yeah i guess i guess by me saying christmas movie is really well, probably miss it's it's interesting because you it's hard to find a hanukkah classic I mean, or any any sort of i i i was reaching to try to find a, another holiday besides <laughs> christmas i mean i found a thanksgiving one um yeah but, uh but um, Hanukkah just it's one of the Coen brothers did a did a movie that had a little bit of Hanukkah in it uh, what's that called oh I don't know that was a, that was a fun movie but I, I wouldn't I wouldn't have it would have been a stretch to put it into a holiday holiday movie so yeah I think I think a lot of them really do like you said go off of the 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 Christmas lore and the Santa Claus lore and and the things that go with that and I know a lot of them started off and this goes back into some of my honorable mentions you know, we had like the Charlie Brown Christmas special, which is 
you know, that's a huge one um, from my youth. Sure. I, I mean, I watched that probably every year, multiple times, at least until I was an adult. And I don't remember watching it a lot with my kids, not to say they didn't see it, but I don't remember sitting down with them like, oh, yep, we're going to watch this. Um, same with uh, Red, uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Yeah. With the that, claymation and stop that, action stuff. That stuff, uh, to me, it was almost, um, I, I was really hooked on it. And at the same time, it kind of had a nightmarish quality to me, for me. <laughs> I, I don't know why, but I mean, they would that that style of animation would kind of get oh, into my dreams and uh and especially what what is it the mr frost to the you know the the evil oh the, the one that puts the, one foot in front of the other when he's finally yeah, come around it's, that's that's the santa claus <laughs> yeah that's the heat miser and cold miser yeah the cold miser uh, yeah <laughs> he's mr heat miser he's mr touch something oh yeah about that... those, something about those movies though or those those shorts would would uh kind of got under my uh, in, in into my brain and kind of messed with me a bit. Oh, see, now that's one of my favorites. Um, that one specifically with Heat Miser and Cold Miser. I just, that song and that, uh -huh. that is, it's so iconic for, I think that, you know, kids growing up in the 70s and 80s because yes. it was one of those things that was played, you know, Saturday night, well, uh, you and know. That, and that was the around. style of television back in the, in the 70s and into the 80s where, there would be a special on Saturday or Sunday, mm -hmm. you know, they'd, they'd carve out a time. It would break the traditional, you know, lineups and they'd introduce a holiday movie or, or you know, right. it's a wonderful life or, or, or Rudolph the red, red nosed reindeer. And it'd be a big deal because yeah. you just couldn't, you couldn't buy these things. You couldn't, you did, there was no on demand or video rentals. Right. Yeah. Well, gee, I mean, back in that time too, I remember uh, Disney being on they would they would usually have a disney special i can't remember if it was a saturday or sunday night i think you it was, know, and it was sunday or monday sunday like sunday at seven or something yeah. like that it wasn't real late it was it was early enough that kids could watch it and still get to bed but i remember that being a big deal too is like oh what's what's mm -hmm. going to be on disney tonight kind of thing and, yeah. and uh and it had that same feel to it where it's very um very emotional uh, ties to it where you see it and you're like you see it now and you're like it takes you back to to those sure. days when you were young and that's what I that's what I love about this and that's why I wanted to kind of do these and start thinking about you know oh what are the movies that that I you know we watch you know which what are the movies that when my my children see them when their children are children kind of thing that they're going to go god I remember watching that you know with my dad when I was a kid and it's funny because they're not movies. They're they're not the Rudolph the Red Nose Ranger. <laughs> they're completely different. Um, we we really only have kind of three that I think we watch every year that are kind of staples. Um, that I like that everybody kind of sits and watches. Um, so, which I I kind of I sit back now and go, man, I I need I should have done more with these. I should have made this more of an important, you know, like hey, this is a family tradition type thing. Which yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> All right, so let's, uh, let's 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 start our list. Let's go ahead and. All right. Well, okay. So, like I said, I I did a top five, and okay. my my number four and five spots I actually have two each, just because I couldn't really figure out, and and I didn't want to leave any of them out. And so my number five starts off with uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the um, which is a uh, nineteen it says uh, nineteen ninety, no nineteen sixty three. That's what it was. Um. The animated, and, uh, not the uh, not the Ron yeah Howard. no I hate I hate <laughs> that Perry, one right? oh my god no no the animated one uh, is so good and 
it's just one of those, that's another one where you sit down and you start watching it and you're like, oh my God, it takes you right back to when you were a kid. And, you know, and it, it, that's one of those ones that, that definitely does it to me. And yeah, it, I can't stand the live action one with Jim Carrey. It just, it, it makes me sick to my stomach watching it. I don't know what it is. I just do not like that show. One of the, uh, about, about five years ago, one of our Christmas albums, uh, my, my, daughter wanted me to do a Christmas song and put it on there. Mm-hmm. And so I surprised, I surprised them and the I Grinch. sang how the Grinch, yeah, the, 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 the song from that. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, nice. Actually, I think I heard that one. I think I got to hear that one. So that was good. It's, it was, yeah, only no, me. it was only me. So, uh, so that's how I get to hear him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, that's awesome. And yeah, that's, that to me is, is a very solid, like, um, I would say my kids probably, you know, they'll they'll see that and kind of, you know, think, oh, yeah, we probably watch this. I don't know if I watch it with them all the time, but it's probably every other year for sure that I, I definitely sit down and watch that one. Yeah. Um, and then I'll throw in my, my second one is uh, the Santa Claus 2. 2, okay. Yeah, yeah which is... I don't know if I ever saw the second one. Okay. See, now... <sighs> And this this is going to give it away. I actually think the first one is better than the second one. Okay. So <laughs> on my list higher. But um, I really enjoy the second one too. And a lot of people don't. And I don't know why. I mean, there's parts of it I can understand why it's it's not as good. But there's also some parts that are so so endearing and 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 kind of cool about it. Uh, it's about a half and half film. There's parts of it you're like, oh, I hate this part. But then there's parts of it that's like, oh, I love this part so much. And so um, I really like the Tim Allen Santa Claus series. Uh, the first two, I hate the third one. I, I don't, there's nothing redeeming about the third one. And okay. if you haven't seen the second one, you probably didn't watch the third one. Martin Short, is, is he in that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's Jack Frost. It, it just, it's horrible. Um, but, and then some people say that about the second one, but I really enjoy it. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with, um, he, uh, he goes back to the school because uh, he's trying, he has to find a wife, right? So that's the whole deal of the Santa Claus. Is he has to have a Mrs. Claus, and uh, so uh, he he's trying to he's trying he's he's finding his way around with the principal, who's already like his son doesn't like you know the principal, and so he's but he's like kind of infatuated with her, so he's trying to date her in a way, and he goes back to the Christmas party and he brings the secret Santa. And he gets all the gifts for like all the teachers are the stuff they wanted as kids. And they're just flipping out because it's all these retro toys and stuff like that. And just, it's one of those things, there's little things about it to me that is like, oh man, that's just such a cool idea. And, and, you know, you don't see, it's not something you see in every movie. I thought it was a really cool thing. And just his interaction with uh, Tim Allen's interaction as Santa with, um, I can't think of her name, but who played the Mrs. Claus. I think they made a, they, they had a really good um, working off of each other. I thought it, it worked out really well. I, yeah, so, yeah, yeah I, are... I didn't see the second one. So, but uh, we, we, since you since you it. since you mentioned you, the first one is on your list, I'll wait on my comments until we we talk about that. <laughs> all which, right, which aren't aren't bad. That's all right. Yeah. <laughs> um, hey. go, I was going to say it's not it's not high on a on, on a lot of people's lists, um, but it is for me. It's it's definitely a, a high high level and th- and we'll talk about it when I get to it but yeah it's just one of those things it's kind of funny how different people see different movies and what and what they what it becomes to them well i will say preview of my my opinion of the, of the first one i liked it more than i expected to so right <laughs> um so for my number 5 i this is again i i categorize these my my number 5 category is romantic 
So, uh, it, which, which it's probably number number five on my list because that category is probably less less not as appealing as some of the other categories. Right. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. But at the same time, these are movies that I love watching with my wife. We we just we we bond over, <laughs> and I get to, I'm kind of a sucker for. Uh, uh, a really good sappy romantic comedy, and 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 some holiday ones do it justice. Um, that's I, that was actually a runner up was uh, was Holiday there, that which is uh, which is one with kind of an ensemble cast where they switch switch places and you know someone moves to America to live in a place. It's they like, oh. do do sh- they sh- do house swaps or something like that. Gotcha. Um, and that's a good one. But uh, the one I put on here is a lot a lot of people's favorites. And again, this is the backdrop is all all holidays going on. But Love Actually. So yeah, I've heard a lot of people say that, and it's funny because. I, I, to tell you the truth, I'm not sure if I've ever seen that. It's it's an ensemble cast. It's got you know it's a a lot it's of a, it's a British br- movie, right? British, yeah. I think it's it has some American uh, actors in it. Certainly, in fact, one of the one of the British people is moving to to America. Mm. It's 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 broken up into a bunch of uh, smaller stories, uh, and it just really. It's a really warm, good, good movie. Lots of, lots of really well-crafted love stories. Um, That's cool. The, my, I've always had a criticism of this movie, though, because of all the uh, relationships that they talk about in these stories, they're all budding relationships. They're all brand new relationships. You know, when that, when it's that romance right at the beginning, except for except one, for except for one. <laughs> And that's the one that fails, you know, that's it. And, and to me that, that, that kind of bugged me. It's like, I, I, I kind of wish they had a relationship that they were, that they sh- told a little story. Like maybe they just had a couple, like an old couple and it just kind of yeah, yeah. showed their, their loving antics because, because there is room for, for love when you get to be, you know, 25 years into a relationship. So it's going to be good to see. So, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's actually kind of, I, I can understand that not having even seen it, but that would, that would irritate me if, yeah, it's all just brand new stuff. It's like, no, no, show, show all, you know, all the levels, show someone that's five years in, show someone that's just beginning five years in 25 years in. And, you know, yeah, they did, they did have one story there, but again, that's the one, where uh, you know he has an he has an affair and you know it kind of it, it goes off in the wrong direction. So yeah, see, that to me is is okay. Only have your budding relationships because <laughs> those are the good ones. If you get this far, this is what happens. You know that's kind of a yeah. downer. Um, so yeah, that's I can see that. Being I'm not a, trying to yeah. turn this into a negative review of this. I it's it's still it, it's no, one of those no. movies that when it's on, it's hard to turn the channel. You know and and uh, so. No, you can you can have a you can have parts of movies that you don't like and still love them. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's it, there's nothing wrong with that. And and there is, I'm not gonna say if they're not perfect movies, but very few movies have everything hit on all marks. And you you know, so no, you're not you're not you're not taking a poo poo on it. I mean, <laughs> but I mean, it, it's a it's a good criticism, and 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 I think that's legit. And and I mean, that could be something that make someone not want to watch that movie you know being someone like us that have been married for so long and you're like oh why, why is it just the old married people that have problems you know you know right maybe we maybe can't show us and you know maybe it's a renewed love or something maybe they're they're going through an issue and all of a sudden it does work because they really like you know they, they could have made that better that's <laughs> that's bad. all right okay so uh i'm gonna go into my next two which are my number four because like i said i i cheated and did a top five with seven 
Um, but these kind of these kind of are the same movie, but just different casts. But they're also very different, and it's it starts off with Scrooged, mm-hmm. uh, the 1988 Bill Murray movie, which is, is just a classic, and and then the Muppets Christmas Carol. Okay, 1992, where they both do the 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 Scrooge, uh, you know, the three the past, present, and future, and it's it's the same story, but it's just done totally different story sure. in, uh, in a way. Um, but they're both great, and uh, I love you both of them the same. You know, um, I I guess if I had to sit down and be like, okay, you only get to watch one of these, you know, you you could never watch the other one again. I probably would go with the Muppets. Really, you know, yeah. My, my problem with the Muppets, and this is no, this is this is, has nothing to do with the movie itself. But what always bothered me about that is that's the first movie that uh, after Jim Henson died. And so I, I believe it's his son doing the voice. And it all, it, I was such a Kermit fan. You know, I watched them up religiously. I was the Muppet show and, and I really enjoyed all the movies. Um, but when that came out, it made it hard to really embrace brace, uh, you know, so it, it, it was one I that, that, I, that I had a hard time with. I love Scrooge though. I remember seeing that the premiere of that and, uh, you know, Bill Murray just he he has a role that he plays in a lot of his movies that is it's, yeah. it's almost like you're just watching watching Bill Murray do his thing with whatever movie they throw at him. You know, right. he, do, he only does a movie every few years. He's not. He, and so uh, I heard I heard something about that, that and, and I can't swear to it, but I heard that he did not want to do this movie. He didn't want to do Scrooge. And you're like, you didn't want to do it and you kill it. OK. <laughs> So your bad day at work is better than 99% of most actors. Okay. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and, and it does, it, it's one of those ones that carries, you can watch it over and over again and, and never get kind of tired. It's got some feels in it too. He, I think he cast his brother as, as his brother, you know, yeah. so, uh, and that's, that's how my top five really went is, can you watch these over and over again without finding yourself bored? Yeah, and that's where some of the classics didn't catch me. Like it's a Wonderful Life, and you know Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. I I don't know. I've I've seen them so many times that it's like I get bored. Even even you know um, there's the uh, Christmas uh, story, the one you know with the the lamp and gonna shoot your eye out and all that. And a lot of people love that one. And it's like to me, it's like I could watch it maybe once every five years and I'm like, okay, that's enough. I don't want to watch that one again. Yeah. <laughs> you know, even though it is a classic and it, and it's got a lot of things that I think those ones, there's a lot of stuff from those that slip into other, other movies and get, and get talked about and played out. I mean, the, you know, any, any TV sitcom regular show that does a Christmas special almost always you know is is referencing one of those three you know it's it's a wonderful life or you know 34th street or or even a christmas story kind of sure. they're all they all almost always pull some piece in from those at some point you know yeah well there's so. classics out there um the uh the the old the i really enjoy it's a wonderful life that's something i can watch and and just it, it has a, i think that's most people's great. top but I don't have that. That's not on my list. Uh, but uh, yeah. a Christmas Christmas story is. I love Christmas story. So, but we're, really, yes, 
that to okay me, i think is just well okay so that was my number four so uh give us your i guess whatever your fourth your fourth category would be so my fourth category is comedy and and this is one that there were so many movies that i was listing out that fell into this <laughs> category you've already mentioned uh well you you previewed elf scrooged mm-hmm. uh christmas vacation um which is a john hughes one um at least he he wrote it um Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, which is Thanksgiving, but that's still holiday theme. Oh, I see what you say, yeah. Uh, um, just, there's there's a lot of them that I could watch over and over again anytime they, they showed up. But the one I picked is a one an oddball that uh, I don't know if, if you've seen it, maybe you've heard of it, but uh, I thought this was kind of a, a um, it, it, it hasn't, it, it was not very successful and it has not... Uh, Come, you know, it hasn't grown out of its uh, lack mm-hmm. of success, which which uh, a lot of these holiday success stories do. They they kind of have longevity, even though they're. But this one didn't. But this is a a Dennis Leary movie called The Ref, from oh gosh, That's it was nineteen ninety four. Nineteen ninety four. Okay, you got that list listed. So it's I got and list right here. Yeah, it's it's got Dennis Leary as a like a cat burglar, diamond thief, and he's going around and and trying to steal. Uh, well, he's trying to steal a diamond. He hits the wrong house and gets covered in, you know, he, the APB goes out to try to catch him and he's on the run. Right. He ends up um, kidnapping or trying to get get away in, in a couple's car, which happens to be um, Kevin Spacey and Judy Davis playing a married couple that are, you know, 20 years into their marriage and in marriage counseling and ready to break up. And he becomes kind of this marriage counselor. And it is well written and well acted and so fun. It's not, I mean, I wasn't a big Dennis Leary fan. I don't, I'm not a big fan of his comedy style. I think he was big on MTV at the time. Um, And they, they probably tried to cater a little bit to his comic style, but it's, it's, it stands alone on its own. And, Christmas is going on. You know, they have the big Christmas dinner coming that they have to kind of parade him as like their, their guest. And, <laughs> but it's, it's like this, this dysfunctional family. Um, and he's trying to get away and not, not let the cops know where he's at. And he has to kind of <laughs> navigate through this dysfunctional family. And it's hilarious. So I, remember seeing that. I remember seeing that and I probably saw it within the first year or two that it was out i haven't seen it since but i i do remember it was enjoyable but it wasn't one that came back and when i saw it on this list i was like oh i guess yeah that was during christmas you know it, it's it is one of those things that it's uh i guess you would call it christmas adjacent holiday adjacent well right it I, yeah i do have that time of year yeah, they they have enough holiday going on where they're opening presents at one time, and they have a holiday, uh, they have a, a family dinner, a Christmas dinner with fa- so yeah. so I think it goes a little further than just. Well, what I mean by that is, what I mean by that is is it's holiday adjacent is that it happens during the holidays and holidays play some part into it, but they're not pulling their their story base from lore or dealing Correct. with you know that's that's what I meant by it. So right. you know. There's another one, and I, I don't know if it'll be on your list or not. It didn't make mine, but Home Alone is sure. a holiday-adjacent movie because there's nothing about it that redeems Christmas or talks about you know any other holiday, but it happens during that time of the year. 
and a lot of people really love this and and, and call this a Christmas movie. I personally, uh, it, I enjoyed it, but it also one of those. It's one of those ones that also starts to irritate me. Yeah, because yeah. Of the stupidity of the robbers, and it's just like, uh, I don't know. Uh, it's one of those ones that like. It's got some funny parts to it, but I never thought of it as a classic. You know, it, it just, to me, it's like, oh, yeah, let's see how much more violence we can make and just <laughs> uh, lift up and, and, you know, heroize this psychotic kid, you know? So, yeah, yeah, it, it is. And that's so that, that's what I meant by, like, the, it's definitely these ones that are holiday adjacent. All right, cool. So it's funny, you uh, brought up my third movie, uh, which it, I'm finding my themes of these uh, typically run towards comedy um, is National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Oh, so good. And this, this is, this is uh, one of those ones that, you know, is such a quotable movie. There's so many parts to it. Um, you know, just, just listening to different things and, and going through the different things that I've said over the years, you know, squirrel. I mean, I still <laughs> this day yell squirrel randomly throughout the year. And it came from that. Because the squirrel in the tree is one of my favorite, you know, it, it, the whole fight with the squirrel is just so fucking funny. And then the cat that blows up under the chair, you know, cousin Eddie, you know, the shitter's fool, it blows up, you know, the, there's just so much of it is so quotable and so memorable and, and just dysfunctional Christmas um, and, and National Lampoon. Right. You know, it, 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 it definitely lives up. To me, this is, I would say this is, you know, right up there with with uh, vacation. You know, the first vacation, it, it holds it on its own against that. Where some of the other ones, I don't think can can you know can touch them. Those two are are some of the funniest shows out there. True, and and I thought this one did such a good job being a sequel and not really um, trying. You know, it was a different formula. You know, yeah. vacation and European vacation and Vegas vacation. They they kind of had the same roadmap. Whereas yeah. this one really is kind of a standalone story. I think I think it was something that they said John Hughes wrote back, you know, 20 years earlier, something he pulled it out and said, let's try this. You know, they're not going away. They're just basically having a vacation away from, from work and, yeah. and school. And and the way they make it work so well, it was so uh, surprising, surprisingly good. I mean, I remember watching it going, my God, I did not expect that. I thought, you know, I did not enjoy European vacation. I thought that was lame. Um, parts of it, but only because I was a kid and there was boobs. <laughs> That's, and, and I'll stick with that. Uh, that was, that was one of the parts of two that I enjoyed, but yeah, the first one was, was brilliant. Um, I mean, but it, it is, it's one of those ones that sticks around because I mean, even today there's commercials on now, that are referencing the the Griswold house, right? With the Christmas lights and the brighter and the brighter and the brighter, and then you could see it from space, right? Uh, I heard, oh God, what did I hear? Something that was just the other day. It was another. It was another show, and they were talking about the Jelly of the Month Club, you know, as the as the uh, the bonus, the Christmas bonus, and it's like all these things get pulled out of that movie that are just so hilarious. I think it's funny seeing the you know in the vacation movies is the actors that portray the kids because they're different in every every one and you know what was it in the first one you had uh anthony michael hall i think he played he played one of them you're looking down do you have him listed i know i know uh juliette lewis was in uh christmas vacation and she's and 
Oh, and Johnny, oh my gosh, Johnny Galecki, he's from uh, Big Bang Theory. He's, uh, oh, right, right, yeah. <laughs> he's the boy. So it's, it's, it's interesting how they, they all, uh, oh, and, oh, I see it. I never saw the, the 2015 movie with Ed Helms. I guess he's, oh, that was a, he's like rusty. A re- I didn't realize he was rusty. Yeah. That, that's actually a really fun. Oh my God. That's the one with Christina, um, Applegate. There, there's some parts in that one that are really funny. And then also like, oh my God, I, I'm, I'm going to blow. Uh, yeah. And, uh, Anthony Michael uh, Hall was, uh, rusty in the first one. Um, which I think that was that bef- that was before he started all his uh, the big the big push when they had uh, the John Hughes movies, all the the weird science and the that was before Sixteen Candles and yep. uh, and Breakfast Club, yeah, yeah. So that was like that was like his introduction into kind of into that. But yeah, I think in all of them they have different kids, which is which is pretty <laughs> funny. But I think that's it's kind of a, a, a you know a throw to it. Uh, but yeah, if you if you haven't seen the vacation, the the redo, the the 2015, it is it's a play on. Matter of fact, it's it's he's supposed to be rusty, so he's but it's it's him as a as an adult going on the vacation. So they use the same kind of vacation premise and play a lot of uh, homage to it and stuff like that. But they have a lot of their own things, and it's it's pretty funny. Okay, it's good stuff. But so yeah, that's my number my number three is uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Okay. Let me get my list back up. So I've already gone over comedies. So my next one, my next one is um, animated. Um, okay. So we talked about a runner-up I had on here, which was uh, Grinch. Um, both I had I had Nightmare Before Christmas and How the Grinch Stole okay. Christmas as my runners-up. Nightmare okay. Before Christmas almost took this one um, because I, I love it's that good. one. But I, I went for a different one, which is actually a short film. It's only a 27 minute animated film from 1982. And it just, it has this effect on me. It's not a, it's that, that I wanted to, I wanted to kind of bump it up and give it a, give it a place on my list because every time I see it, it's, it's, it's magical in the way it takes me away. It's called the snowman. Have you heard of this? I, you know, I read that on this list and I thought it was, I thought they were talking Frosty, the snowman, which is. And so, no, I don't know if I've seen this one. So this is based off a, a children's picture book. And I say picture book because I, uh, there's no words in it. It's just pictures of, uh, of, okay. of a boy making a snowman and then having adventure, an adventure with a snowman. It kind of comes to life in his mind and they go off. And in this animated movie, it's done, it's done in like pastels and stuff. And it's got a really uh, effective animation. There's no dialogue. It's just music, and, and it's um, the music is done by I even wrote it down. Howard Blake does the music, um, and it's it's it, the music really carries it nicely. Um, but there's this scene, the last ten minutes, I believe, the the snowman takes the boy and they go flying in through the sky, oh. and they start and the animation. It it has this kind of shifting animation, so you're you're changing perspectives, and when you're watching that through pastels, it just has this very powerful feel. And the song, the music, and the and this it does have vocals. It's like a boy singing about flying. It just blows me away. I just <laughs> melt when I watch this. It, it it So this was in 82? Did you see it that early or did you see it later? I don't know yeah. when I first saw it. I I don't know if I caught it cuz cuz back then I no, I think it was it was I think it's British. 
I don't think uh, I don't think I saw it at that time. I probably didn't see it until the '90s. This sounds like something that really is calling to your your director movie, you know, idea, and and it really is grabbing on to to what you enjoy. Because I mean, you're talking about the animation and how the scenes, which is great. I mean, so I'm wondering if that's you know, was this early in life? Was this kind of pre you know when you wanted to do this? Or no, I don't I don't think this is is grabbing me as a filmmaker. This is grabbing me as a as a as a man child you know i probably didn't see it until i was, I I was a man child in, in my 20s <laughs> but to have to have a movie like this just take me to a place that made me feel like i was in in a magical child world nice. uh no, I get that. That's awesome, and that's that's good to have and be able to to pull back and do that. And 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 I mean, I think too many of us lose those, right? We huh. we for whatever reason we get jaded on something or we we lose the magic, and that's and that's rough uh, when that happens. And so yeah, if you still have that, that's that's fabulous. That's real cool. I'll, I'll have to check it out and see if I can find it. Uh, Talking about animation, um, I just picked up and watched uh, right before this. Uh, I had been hearing people talk about this Klaus. Uh, yes, and, and I, so I, had that on, I didn't put that on my on my list, but I did have that it, written down. I watched that I last never, year. It came yeah. out. It was a Netflix original. Last year. Yep. So it's only been out one year, and I didn't catch it last year. And I heard people talking. I'm like, okay, so I brought it up. And uh, I, I didn't get the last like 15 minutes. I was trying to get ready for the podcast, had my drink to make and stuff like that, put my, my throw away my dishes and stuff. But uh, the first part of it is fabulous. Yeah. I love that story. I was like, this is, this could be a classic type at some time. And it's something that's a, it's one that I've, it's a story arc that I haven't really seen them work too much on in, in it's the letters to Santa. I know there's movies out there, but I don't remember, you know, ever finding any that like, Oh yeah, I got to get deep into that or where it was literally just about that. And I thought it was fabulous and, and I loved everything about what I saw. Um, so yeah, that's, that's one that will probably get into my rotation. <laughs> um, you know, I, I really enjoyed that. And, and, to tell you the truth, I, I, I do really like the animated shows. Uh, it's funny, one of the other ones, and it's one that it didn't make my list, um, and mostly because it's it's a short, essentially. It's like 20, 22 minutes long, but it's based off of the uh, How to Train Your Dragon. Huh. It's their their Christmas special from last year, and it's it's got a weird, like a, oh God, I can't even think of the name of it. It's like Slop Fest Divist or something like that, but it's... You know, it's it's him as a grown up talking to his kids, and um, you know, it's the night before Christmas, essentially, or whatever they call Christmas there in Burke, and and it's they leave out a bowl of you know fish prepared for for uh, the dragon, and then the dragon ends up showing up, and it's it's really cool. But it's just it's one of those things like that. You know, if you find something that you really gear to, and I love the whole how to train your dragon. There's nothing I have seen on him that I haven't liked. Uh, it's kind of cool to watch that and. You know, I was trying to think of what other, like, what other series or shows had very memorable Christmas episodes, you know, because I know, like, when we were, when we were younger, like, all the shows, you know, like, the the Family Ties and all those, they always had, like, a oh, Christmas mean, yeah. episode, and God, it just... You know how many of those really like if you if you could go back and think of and find one or two that just really were powerful and, and kind of make those like yearly watches, it would be cool. 
I mean, I can't I, think of any off The only one I'm thinking of right now is the Cosby show, which I feel a little guilty about. But I remember him. <laughs> I remember how he was talking about uh, trying to, to, to find the present that's hidden away, you know, and, and how oh, he's right. going to find out what it is before. Uh, I kind of remember um, Silver Spoons. I remember uh, that was a big, sh- that was a show that I was totally into as a kid. Ricky Schroeder, was a yeah. And I remember they had a really powerful one at one time. And and the reason it, it stuck in my head now, again, is because someone else was talking about it too, how powerful it was. And they were kind of remembering ones like that. And, you know, Happy Days, I remember them having some Christmas episodes and Laverne and Shirley and some things like that. And, uh, you know, I, I we don't watch too many, like, full-blown sitcoms, you know, year-round anymore. I think the only one that I really watched regular was The Last Man Standing with with tim allen and so they don't they just don't do that much anymore with like these these christmas episodes like they used to and i'm just i don't watch enough of these regular shows to know if that's actually true or not anymore what about seinfeld they had the whole festivus <laughs> right <laughs> his his gone completely on its own i could there's people that still celebrate festivus and, and i think it's hilarious i mean it's great i mean seinfeld has a, a huge following and friends had i think friends had a few things too that they did i can't pitch you know pick any off that you know created their own holiday like festivus but you know i know i do remember them doing some cool all right so we got your number your number three which are animated all right so now we're down to number two now this is one that i talked about earlier and and my number one number two were really hard to to go between but uh, I ended up going um, with Elf as my number two and Elf is the the movie that uh, we watch every year Christmas time uh, at least once probably multiple times um, this year we happened to watch it uh, we we put up our tree like the day after Thanksgiving this year and, and I threw it up on um, I don't even think we had the sound on or it was really low, but it was on in the background and watching it. And I've watched it one other time. And it's one of those ones is like, I could probably, as I'm watching it, give you pretty much 90% word for word on most of the scenes. I, uh, one of my favorite scenes in that, uh, well, what it, it, the, the movie is, is hilarious, but it's also very, very warm and, uh, and it gets you in the feels at times. And there's that, that time when, uh, um, what's her name is taking a shower and, and yeah, I knew that. that's, that's, singing in the shower. And then, and then he's singing, you know, he's, he's in there and, and they're doing yeah. that duet, which is, it's beautiful to hear. And then she finally realizes, wait, someone's in here and she starts freaking out, but that's just, so and he's that so is innocent. What... He's so innocent. <laughs> and that's what's funny about it. And that's one of my favorite scenes. And the, I, and it's because the whole scene, you know, he comes in there and she's singing and uh, he he sings with her and, and then she realizes and then she comes out, and pokes her head out and he screams and runs and runs right into the lockers. And I laugh every time out loud. Just, oh, my God, it just cracks me up. Um, that was in that show, uh, the the movies or the shows that made us or you know, where they talk about the elf. That was one of the things that that they talk about was that scene in particular. And uh they they actually went with her because she had a voice enough to that she could sing or I can't remember they they put that scene in because she could sing and uh, so even though it she, she she could do it she didn't do it live during the scene because the shower it was actually running the water was actually running and they didn't want that to overshadow her voice so it was a pre-recorded 
but it was her singing and stuff like that. And then and then Will Ferrell uh, sung along with it, and it, it, was, it was such a great scene. Yeah, there's so many scenes in that, like the the other one where he put tries to put the star on top of the tree. There's these <laughs> just little snippets of comedy in it that just from start to finish that just make me laugh so much because a lot of them are just plain funny stupid you know like you don't have to get too deep into it i mean then we get into you know you got um oh, what's peter dinklage it right. plays the dinklage yeah i think that was <laughs> one of the, i think that was the first movie i ever saw uh with him uh, you know this was definitely before <laughs> before uh, uh game, game of, of thrones, thrones. <laughs> yeah so th- just the whole elf call me elf one more time you know and then him running down the table and jumping on him and just i laugh my ass off i laugh when he's down in the mail room i mean the whole the you know everything when he's in the start where he's in you know with the elves and and you know talking about how he's you know he's the only baritone and, and you know when they're playing basketball and he's like slamming on the other kids you know or the other elves and just the whole fucking thing is hilarious. And, you know, then they go through the whole how bad he is at the workshop. And, like, if you think about it, he's killing it for a, for a human. Like, he, he, you know, he's whatever, you know, 87 extra sketches or whatever. And they're, they're like, ooh. And you're like, that's not bad. And they're like, oh, yeah, well, I did like 300. You're like, oh, okay. And then, you know, you get later on in it where he, he writes the note on the etch sketch and he does the, you know, he does the picture of the Mona Lisa. <laughs> You're like, what? Like, how is that even possible? Like, it's so, the the stuff like that is so funny. Um, I, I love how charming he is too. Like, he answers the phone, buddy the elf, what's your favorite color? And and, and, and the sec, you know, the, the admin assistant when he's walking in, he's, oh, that's a lovely dress. I love the shade, you know. And she's, oh, you just made my day. You know, they they just have that that back and forth. It's wonderful to watch. So uh, the coffee scene where he where he's drinking the coffee, the dad gives him the coffee, and he's in the corner like trying to drink it, and he's just like, it's a, that's how I feel when I drink coffee. <laughs> um, and then the, the other part of the coffee is like the, uh, you know, where he runs in and congratulations, you know, world's best coffee, you know, and then he takes her there. He's like blindfolded. What is that? It tastes like a crappy cup of coffee. No, it's the world's best. yeah it's just so innocent so yeah i know there's a i I was amazed to hear there's a lot of people that don't care for that movie and i don't get it personally to me it is it's you know i was i wouldn't i wouldn't have known that you liked it so much because i i some people i think just get a little annoyed at will will ferrell and i know there are certain actors that regardless of how good a movie is you're just not True. into the movie because it stars this person you know and you're not right. and i and i didn't know if will ferrell was that one of those actors for you i mean there's certain movies i don't care for him in like i i and they, he grows on me but i do i do like him in elf um you know uh, Talladega Nights is pretty funny. I, I hadn't seen Step Brothers until like last year. And when I finally saw because it did look annoying to me. And then I saw it. I was like, oh, shit. OK, that's kind of funny. <laughs> I don't care for Ron Burgundy as much. OK, um, so that's one I liked old school. Like he's one of those that I can take. It depends the role, I think. But he doesn't he doesn't bother me like I think he does some people. I think he, I think Alyssa gets irritated with him because a lot of his movies, he kind of plays a dumb, you know, he kind of plays dumb. It's the same thing with Adam Sandler's comedy. There's a lot of people that don't like Adam Sandler's comedy 
um, you know, uh, he, when he does like the Billy Madison's and the, you know, the things like that. And so I think when he's playing certain roles like that, I think there are people that don't care for him. I, I think he's funny. And, and I think one of the reasons I think he does work out okay for me is because I enjoy Elf so much that he, he kind of is endeared to me from that. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. No, I, I love Elf is one of my favorite movies. I definitely watch it every year during uh, the holiday time. I would say on a minimum of probably twice to four times during that time. I am curious. That, that was the first movie I ever heard the word ginormous. And I thought, it was, <laughs> I, thought it was, I thought it was just a cute way that, you know, he was trying to show his innocence by combining gigantic and enormous. And yet ever <laughs> since then, it seems like the whole world has adopted that word as legit. Oh, I've said it, I said it before he, he ever okay. said it. Okay. We, I remember saying that as a kid Okay, because we had a ginormous friend. <laughs> Um, I, yeah, that's that's funny. All right, so what do you got down for your number two category? Okay, so for number two, uh, this this is the category I called backdrop, and and the idea, whereas Christmas is just a kind of a a, a background, uh, yeah, it's, going on. Like we, we talked about uh, uh, Shane Black movies, Lethal Weapon, and Iron Man Three, yeah. and Big Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. There's also movies like In Bruges, which I love In Bruges, but that doesn't really strike me as. But there is a big debate on the internet on whether <laughs> the movie Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Yes. And the scriptwriter uh, is emphatic that it is definitely a Christmas movie. Well, <laughs> so I'm going with the script, you know, scriptwriter. This to me, I think, is one of the best action movies that there is. It, it is classic. It's got some great history. If you if you if you look into how it was made, the long shot of casting. Uh, Bruce Willis. Um, right. It was, you know, I guess they by uh, they had con contractually they were obligated to offer the role to Frank Sinatra because because the the story was based on a book by uh, the same one who did the detective, which was a movie, which was a book that was adapted to a Fr Frank Sinatra that starred in or something like that. It's like he had already done one with with a and so he had a he had a a first first right to the to do it. <laughs> Could well, you imagine? I they're glad he didn't do that because that would have bombed. But yeah, they also, no. They offered it to Arnold Schwarzenegger, Harrison Ford, Sly Stallone. Uh, you know, also uh, the whole action. Uh, but in, instead, someone who was you know he was carrying um, moonlighting and right. Seagram Seagram's Golden Wine Cooler commercials. <laughs> you know, that's that's what he had going for him, and he was a comedy actor. And it, there well, was moonlighting such a big hit but they're but still taking someone who's big on tv and move moving them that just hadn't been done i think ghostbusters was the only one that really kind of showed that you could take some some tv personalities and put them in a movie and make it successful and die hard was the next one that really followed because it was well, they, i mean they, killed, they made his career for for sure mm -hmm. i mean what they've made like 18 of those movies now haven't they die hards <laughs> uh, die harder die hardest they had and a lot of them were good. I didn't care for the last one. I don't think anyone cared for the last one. But uh, but up till then, I think the first four were damn good movies. Each one of them. Yeah. Well, I agree with you. I do believe Die Hard would be to me considered a Christmas movie in the fact if you've watched it and you understand the story that it wouldn't have happened without Christmas being part of it or the holiday because the holiday party is is very uh, integral to the the script in the story. Um, but yeah, it is. It's one of those ones. I mean, everybody knows the yippee ki motherfucker. <laughs> you know, uh, 
the Hans Gruber, you know, this was uh, Alan Rickman's first uh, role on in the, the in in movies on on the screen. So I can't remember uh, which one of my kids did it, but we were watching Die Hard after the Harry Potter movies. It kind of probably after about the third one, and he comes <laughs> on the screen and they go, "Oh, Snape's in this." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> But yeah, you know, and and to tell you the truth, once he was in Harry Potter as Snape, uh, I cannot see him as anybody else. So yeah, to me, it is like, oh yeah, Snape's an actor, and now he's in Die Hard. <laughs> and but yeah, it it's one of those. It, it's such a good matter of fact. I've seen some some hilarious um, like Christmas ornaments. Um, there's a tree topper that is the the not what is it Naga? What's the name of the building that they're in Naga Naga? Nakatomi Plaza. That's Nakatomi Plaza. And they have a uh, Hans Gruber that is following. And so it's like a, it's a, um, a countdown. So I think it has 24 or 25, 24 floors. So you're supposed to start it on Christmas, uh, first, the first day of December. And, and he hits the bottom on Christmas day. <laughs> and so I was like, that is clever as hell. It's kind of like an advent calendar, but from Die Hard, And I was like, that's, that's good stuff. Nice. So, um, I also heard some other people defending this as a Christmas movie because it has all of the, you know, the, the, the tropes that are needed for a Christmas movie. It has the, the family, you know, family matters and family is important kind of thing to it. Um, what was, what was the other one? It has to have, uh, it has to have some, some part of the meaning of Christmas. And they, they had all these things listed cause there was, there was two people going back and forth. One just was like, no, it's not a Christmas movie. And the other one was like, yes, it's a Christmas movie. And it's pretty fun to watch, uh, listen to. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's what I kind of was doing the last two days, uh, was listening to other people talk about holiday movies, which I, I, I fully enjoy. Um, I think what it, what it does for me is, is uh, listening to other people talk about it. It gets my mind going and like, Oh, what do I feel about that? So it gives me more, more time to think about what I'm going to say and what we're going to talk about. And, and so it's, it's enjoyable. It also gives me more things to, you know, pick and choose off of and, and say, Hey, here's, here's something that's going on and people, why people had problems with it or why they didn't have problems with it. Well, I think All right, we're, that, now, we're down to our number ones and I think both of us have given it away on what, what they're going to be. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, mine is, uh, the Santa Claus right. with Tim. <laughs> and, and like I said, I, I was going back and forth between elf and, and, and the Santa Claus. And the reason I went with the Santa Claus is because uh, even though like the family, the girls are like, oh yeah, let's watch Elf. I always, I have to watch the Santa Claus. It's one of those things. It's like, it is one of those feel good movies to me that when I watch it, I just enjoy so much about it. Uh, I just, I love the story and it's not the greatest movie. You know, it doesn't have the best production. It doesn't have the best actors. It doesn't have the best written story, but something about it hits right with me and and so i enjoy it so much one of my my favorite parts and it just it cracks me up every time is um tim allen you know after he's santa and he's back in the the north pole he's, it's that first night and he's trying to figure things out and and it's the the one female elf she's kind of like a i don't know the head elf or for her or whatever she's giving him some hot chocolate and and, and you know and he's like oh my god this is the best stuff and she's like that's yeah, my own recipe it took me 300 something years to get it right and he's like what it's like you don't look a day over and he's like are you flirting with me i'm already talking to someone in rapping <laughs> it's like you know and i was just it's just something about it is so innocent and cute but you know you got this little girl she's probably about 12 at the time of filming maybe even younger but she plays this adult kind of role 
as a, an elf and it just it comes off so hilarious to me and, and I, it just it just makes me feel good and, and you know uh it has um i'm trying to think of the the guy and he was he's always on the um whose line is it anyways um the big tall guy sure um and he uh he play, he plays the the husband uh it's judd no not judd um he's in that too but uh he he plays the the psychiatrist uh husband and he just is such just funny and it just he just makes me laugh and i i really enjoy the, the santa claus and like i said i i can understand why people don't put this up higher on their list but for me it has more of a personal touch and, and tug to it so you're a big it, tim it, allen fan too i know that so i am i i've always been a tim allen fan I've, i i really enjoy tool man when he was out you know um i really like his new sitcom i've liked most of his movies i, I even re- really liked his his old stand-up um and it's funny, and I, and I don't know if this is a tie to it, but he was originally from Sacramento, where I grew up. And and uh, when I found that out, I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. And then I find out, oh, yeah, he was a drug dealer when he was living there. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, that kind of makes makes sense, though, too. <laughs> well, get Gal- Galaxy Quest is one of my all-time favorites. That's just uh, yeah. classic. Yeah, he, I mean, he's he's never been a huge, like, he's, he's never been that, oh, my God, you know, best actor kind of thing. But I think what he does when it hits in his lane, he's very good at it. You know, he plays, he plays that role very good. And Galaxy's Quest was a great one. The Santa Clauses are some good ones. He had some misses, you know, Jungle to Jungle and things like that. But I really, his two main TV series, I've really enjoyed, um, uh, especially this latest one, uh, The Last Man Standing. Uh, it really hits home with me because he's a dad with three daughters. <laughs> kind of thing and um you know i just think he's 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 a good guy yeah you know so all right so what did you i think i know what you have on your number one because it's going to be your classic right classic or nostalgic <laughs> yeah uh but it's not you know i don't go back as far back as uh uh, uh frank capra's it's a wonderful life i i'm i'm in the 80s with uh, what we talked about earlier that that you're not a big fan of but uh a christmas story which yeah. I did. I did not see it in the '80s. This wasn't something. I, I think it was probably not until the '90s that I ever saw it. In fact, I even remember seeing the the movie trailer for it and being a little turned off. I think it. it <laughs> I think it shows uh, the movie trailer shows the the Santa doing the ho ho ho. You know that real close up, uh, trying to make him make him out to be a little scary. Um, and and. And then the Santa kicks him down the slide, and that was in the trailer, and it just didn't didn't look that great. But I didn't realize it was that it was that. I always thought it was older. I thought it was from the seventies. Is it just they they film it uh, like that? It's it's, it's got an old fashioned feel to it. It, it takes okay. yeah. It and it is not. It's not an eighty. You know, it probably takes place in the sixties or fifties or something like that. As right. far as, um, so. Uh, uh, I thought the casting, especially I think the father is unbelievable. The person that you know it's based off uh, the the source material is from Gene Shepard, who did did uh, he did some radio things. I'm, I'm not sure if he actually wrote it or, or yeah, I think it's some stories too, like a collection of different stories that he he put together. But he's the one that does the voiceover, and I love that they chose to do an adult Ralphie as telling the story of when he was a child and the way they play 
all the, all these different short stories are going on kind of but and yet it still kind of has a cohesive feel to the whole thing all of them are very nostalgic feeling and they get me and they're and they're fun and they're and they remind me of childhood but at the same time um they they uh well they they just they're just it's just really really fun to watch and really it always makes me feel nostalgic and reminds me of of when i was a kid um and yeah no i i get it i just like i said and maybe maybe i didn't watch it i i probably didn't well maybe i saw it recent where when it was just out but i thought it was an older movie just because of the the look of it i thought it was an older classic that i just um i liked i liked the bb gun stuff because that just you know that's kind of my wheelhouse um there was some other stuff that i enjoyed with changing the tire and you know and he he dry and he says oh fudge but i didn't say fudge you know and then and they cut to the scene <laughs> yeah. he's got the soap in his mouth and i remember yeah. when i got <laughs> my mouth you know cleaned out with soap so yeah <laughs> one that has the the tongue stuck to the light pole and yep. yeah yeah i just yeah i don't know it's just one of those ones that never really stuck with me i you know maybe i should, should go back and watch it again and see but i yeah i don't know um i do re remember uh so in elf uh the the guy that plays uh um ralphie he's one of the the elves in in uh elf oh really yeah, nice. Uh, that was you know they, it was kind of cool. They were and that was one of the things that came up on that other show I was watching. Yeah, I know there's a there's there's a I think there's a lot of people that are kind of in in the like where we are where there's some people that really love it and some people that are kind of where I'm at where they're like yeah I can give or take it. Uh -huh. um, but yeah, no, it, it's it definitely is a is a classic for sure. Um, it's kind of funny that it I I didn't realize it was done in '83, but you know. I guess I was 11, so I wasn't paying that much attention, or I was 12, one of those, one of those ages. Right. Uh, all right. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, I think we hit everything that you know. I had the only, see, the frosty snowman. That was the only other. So there was a couple others that I, you know, it's funny um, on this list that surprised me that Bad Santa was uh, up high on the list of like top, this is supposed to be like a top 100 from IMDb. Did you see it? Bad Santa? Yeah. Okay. I I thought it was funny. I enjoyed it. I definitely don't think it's a Christmas classic and I could see where a lot of people would have issues with it, but I could also see where it has that, that good feel to it, but it's very rough around the edges to get to it, you know? Yeah. I mean, it has a good message and it has that heartwarming feel to it, but it has so many cringy moments. You're just like, oh, is, do, can you outweigh the cringiness with the, with the heartfeltness? And I, I would say no on like, I couldn't, like if we went to, to Lissa's mom's house, right. And, and I had to uh, pick a movie, uh, <laughs> way in the world i would ever put bad santa up as a christmas movie um with them or like if i had to watch my nieces and like hey let's watch a christmas movie or we're gonna watch bad santa no uh, even though i'm that uncle that would do crazy stuff like that that's not something i could do <laughs> right uh some of the other ones that that interest me i saw on this uh i was really surprised to see edward scissorhands up high at number 12 um not because i don't believe it's a good movie i just it doesn't strike me as is that as it didn't strike me as a holiday movie as much uh thinking about it um until i saw that and went oh let me think a little bit deeper 
and and yeah, it's it, I could see it being a Christmas movie or holiday adjacent, I should say. But I enjoy it's a good movie, so I could see why it got up there. Um, some of the other uh, ones that um, so this Christmas Chronicles, which is a newer movie. As a matter of fact, there's a, a, a sequel that's out this year. I have never seen it, but apparently it, it's it's supposed to be pretty good. It's um, what's the uh, God damn it, I can't think of his name. Uh, he was ego in um, in the Guardians. Um, oh, 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 sure, he's Santa. Uh, yeah, because uh, it's Russell. It's not Russell Crowe. No, it's uh, Goldie Hawn's husband, Kurt Russell. <laughs> Kurt Russell. <laughs> I was like, he's, he's Jack from um, uh, Good Time or uh, Big Trouble in Little China. <laughs> um, yeah, so apparently that's supposed to be really good, but I haven't seen it. And I, it's, it's, I was trying to think about that. Like, you know, the newer movies that are coming out, it, it's weird because of the way things are now with streaming and things like that, that it's really easy to miss, miss these movies, you know, and not see them if you don't have that streaming platform or it doesn't make such a big splash that it, it, it somehow gets into your, your, your online feed or whatever. Sure. Um, uh, my wife reminded me of one of her favorites. It's an animated one. It's, is it called the guardians? It's, or it's, Oh yes. Yes. I was just thinking about that too. Yeah. That's, it's a, it's a story of, um, Jack Frost. Right. Uh, and, and it, father yeah, Christmas that, and, and yes. know, it's, it's, it's got, uh, yeah. Jack Frost. Sure. And so, it's got the tooth fairy, right? I, I think so. No, oh, that's another part of, uh, the Santa Claus. I love <laughs> the tooth fairy. All right. I guess that's the second one. Because uh, he changes his name to the Molinator, um, <laughs> just one of those funny things. Um, yes, the, I think it's uh, there's Guardians, but there's something else in the name. Yeah. I actually have that on uh, either DVD or Blu-ray, and it was one of those ones I specifically went out a couple years ago when when on a Black Friday when they do all the cheap movies, and I was like, I'm gonna get this one because I saw it on there, because it's one of those animated movies that it it is really really good, really good story. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny because I, I was literally just thinking about that. I was like, "Oh, that's funny." Um, what was the other one that uh, Ernest Saves Christmas? That? I remember seeing that when that came out in the theater. <laughs> that's horrible. <laughs> uh, I liked him. I can't. Remember. He was a bit part character on on some shows, and I can't remember what it was. But then they started giving him his own movies, and I I just couldn't take it. it I don't remember much. him from shows. I remember him from commercials, like car sales commercials. Like, know what I mean, Vern? You know, it was maybe that's what it was. These thirty second bits. That's what I knew him from. I don't know if this was a local commercial. I it always came across like a local car salesman, and they brought this kind of this funky guy, and and then suddenly he got his own movie. Like, what the hell? All right. Well, no, and I think that's what it was. Is he he's good in in small doses, and then when you get too much of him, you're like, no, I you can't take him no more. He, he he's Larry Larry the Cable Guy, small doses, and then after a while, you're like, I, I don't want to hear another one. So uh, I think that he's very much that way. Um, speaking of another comedy that 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 kind of slips up high on some people's list and and goes low on others is uh, Jingle All the Way with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. And uh, Anakin Skywalker, right? Doesn't it have the kid from uh, from uh, oh, Mice? It might. It might. I just know that this is a big one where you know he he's the, it's the whole search for the toy, and he becomes the the here and and it's one of those. It's it's pretty good. It's got Sinbad in it. 
Um, they're the two kind of fighting back and forth for the toy. And it, it wouldn't work today because like, I'll just order it on Amazon. You know, it's, it's that, you know, that fight for the last toy right. in the store. And it, Jake, yeah, Lloyd. It's Jake a good, Lloyd, that's the actor. Nice. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's what, that's another one of those comedies that kind of slides up and, and, and down on people's list, depending on how you feel about movies like that. Um, I think there's anything else. Uh, I think you mentioned that Arthur, Arthur's Christmas author, Arthur, author, Arthur's Christmas. It's no. an, it's another animated one. Um, oh. I've heard a lot of people talk about that one and I kind of remember watching it. Um, it was a 2011 show. Um, I think it was like a like released directly to movie kind of thing or d- directly to DVD that but it's one of those ones that a lot of people uh it's it's pretty decent. What about um, uh I remember in the 80s there was a Dudley Moore movie called Santa Claus the movie. I not, kind of remember not very memorable but uh <laughs> <laughs> uh so here's another here's another uh, Tim Allen one that is uh, Christmas with the uh cranks. Uh, that's another one that that you know. It, isn't that, isn't that written by uh, uh, Grissom, uh, John Grissom, who does a lot of, uh, of of courtroom drama stories like The Client and uh, Pelican Brief right. that were also made into movies? I think that was that was his one of his first books that did not that you know got away from crime, uh, courtroom crime drama. And yeah, I just I thought it was funny because it was that typical like, oh, I don't want to be part of Christmas, and then all of a sudden it's, oh man, I got to be part of Christmas, and <laughs> just dealing with it. it was good stuff. Nice. Um, yeah, I think that's kind of covered it for me. I mean, there's there's some others on this this list that you know, uh, I mean, I've seen, but I don't know if I consider Christmas. Um, you know, when you when you when you really break it down and have a hundred holiday movies, there's I mean, you get a lot a lot of stuff. Um, I wish we would see more of the um, the specials like they used to do, like the Charlie Browns and the the Rudolphs. I, I wish I kind of would like to see more of those make it out and make them big, but uh, I don't know if it's the the time and, and you know if if people don't look at them anymore because it's like oh if it's not a blockbuster that's it's hard to get made anymore kind of thing. Yeah, it's hard to create a classic now. You did mention the one that came out on Netflix last last year though, the Klaus, which. I think yeah. if someone's looking for something something new that is and they you know they didn't catch it last year it's still on Netflix it'll probably be there for I think they own it so it'll probably stay there for yeah, that's, it's that's Netflix. it's a great one to watch with the family and good animation and good even for adults watching so. our little more than an hour and a half great story though too it's and it's well drawn very well drawn mm-hmm. it's it's got a, a very interesting in some in some there's a couple voices in there I I recognized um right off the bat um some i didn't recognize but you know that to me in animated films is always like it's kind of like that little trivia inside the movie like oh let's see if i can pick out who's who without you know looking them up (laughs) and uh i haven't looked them all up but i know at least one right and Um, a shout out you know we talked about nightmare before christmas and i think i mentioned danny elfman but who wrote wrote the music and 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 he does the he's he's not the voice of jack skellington but he is the singing jack skellington and you know i was what's that he sings all of his songs. He sings it, but he doesn't do the voice. He just does the singing. Yeah. Um, so he was originally supposed to do both, but his acting was so bad. <laughs> God, someone that's in this is in that show. Like if you if you enjoyed either Elf or Nightmare Before Christmas, it is worth going and finding the the shows that raised us. Um, there's only the two episodes that I know of, and I believe it's on Netflix, and they cover those two movies. 
um, just to get some of the background and details on it, the, especially the um, like as much as I love Elf and, and I love the story and it's you know it's a great feel good movie and a great feel good story and how they did everything. The the information that comes out of the night before Christmas is so much more interesting in the long run. It's it's it plays much more as like a this this was a long shot, you know the 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 long shot wins kind of thing, and it's really cool. And they talk Danny Elfman's in it, and he talks about you know writing the stuff and how <laughs> he is that character and how much he puts into it and. And I guess this it was, was this was right around when Oingo Boingo broke up too. So I was I was I was sad. So it's all what's that? He credits this movie as saving him. Nice, really. He says this this brought me out of my funk, and so uh, and he was also I think I don't know if they were married or they were just together at the time, but he lived with a lady who ends up writing most of the story. Uh, because it went through, it had to go through some rewrites, and they had to go back and get someone and. and uh, they're like, it, it came down to him and he's like, Hey, I, I know someone who could do this. And because she had been hearing him sing all these songs for the last, you know, couple months, it just clicked. And she, she just took it. And, and I can't think of the female, the name of the female character in there, but she's like that as much as, um, Jack Skeleton was Danny Elfman. And, and because the songs are what wrote the story and the songs were written by him, the girl was written by her. And it was almost why they had this connection because these two people that kind of geared them and, and directed them in their life had that same connection in a way. So it was, it's really interesting. It, it's a fabulous show to watch. Just if you enjoyed those movies, if you didn't have any care for those movies, you're probably going to be just as bored with that as you would with the movie. So, um, but it, it's super good. I know he's uh, married to Bridget Fonda. Who's who was an- I, I don't think they ended up together. It okay. was like, it, Together and then they weren't after. <laughs> they they make it very clear. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, but it's it's super good. I, I enjoy that. Yeah. yeah so I mean, that's that's our our holiday. What we you know what we think as our top you know top five top seven plus all the the others. Um, it's just a fun time to to sit down and and watch some some shows that you may have already seen because they have the the feels. Right, they bring up they bring up memories and feels from past. Yeah, holiday so, movies seem to have the most rewatchability. There's something about it about tap, retapping into that that the memories of, of how they made you feel, the nostalgia yeah. and, and other than like Marvel and and you know some of the other ones. Yeah, that I mean, as far as like a, a, a style of movie, but I mean, yeah, um, I could watch you know most of these in my top top seven, top five group. Uh, yeah, I could watch it, and I could watch a lot of those outside of uh, the holiday season and still enjoy them. Um, but when you watch them during the holiday season, they definitely have that extra that extra bump. Uh, two other ones that uh, I meant to bring up too that kind of slip in, even though well, one one I'm going to say is is uh, holiday adjacent is the the Harry Potter movies. At least the first the first one for sure. There's yeah. such a huge portion of of you know, the, the Christmas holiday, you know, them waking up in the morning, which always, always made me, it was funny because they don't say Merry Christmas. They say happy Christmas. And that, I guess that's a, that's a, a British thing. I don't know. I've never been to Britain enough in during the holidays or ever to know if that's, if they actually say happy, happy Christmas rather than Merry Christmas, like we do here in the States. Um, but that, that always made me giggle. 
<laughs> for some reason. I don't know. It, it, and it, and when I watch it and remember it, I say happy Christmas to my kids just because I'm that kind of geek. Um, but that one and the other one that I tend to watch during this holiday season, and maybe it's because I, I, I've always had more time off to do it, is Lord of the Rings. Even that's though because, there's because no- Gandalf has the big beard and it makes him look like Santa Claus. <laughs> um, we we just actually just it took us two days to get through it because we started late, but we just watched the the first one of the trilogy and we're gonna watch the the other two here in the next couple days or next couple weeks. We're gonna we're gonna get them all three in, but yeah, those are two that I I tend to. Even though they're not holiday movies, they're I think it's because people have time off during the holidays to watch stuff like that and binge stuff like that. That to me, those are also kind of holiday uh, movies. So yeah. can't think of any others that I do that with uh, Marvel. I just I binge those all the time and watch those all the time. Um, so you, you got to check so, out uh, Mandalorian because uh, you know. It's got Boba Fett. He uh, he made his first appearance in the the Star Wars holiday special. So so there's your tie. <laughs> I hate that they brought him back. <laughs> no, and it's it's I it's funny. I, I I love the Mandalorian. I think it's a great show. I think the Boba Fett in the Mandalorian is good. I like him. I hate the fact that they brought him back and that he became so big for such a nothing character in the movies. I hated it. it. It always bugged me. I'm like, he was a nothing bird. He was a background guy that did nothing. Uh, he what? He captured, you know, Chewie. He he was nothing. He should have been eaten by the Sarlacc and never seen again. But He's cool looking. <laughs> I, I don't know. I never cared for him, and I, always, I I never understood the the love for him. I do like what they did to bring him back. Although I have a problem with like, how the hell did you get out of the Sarlacc? It, it just there's there's some plot holes in that whole thing but he did come back i i give him props because they brought the same actor and he kicked some ass and and did very well in the in the um show also the other reason i don't like him he has the stupidest ship in the whole fucking universe the whole star wars universe slave one is the dumbest looking ship dumbest concept of all of them <laughs> I I'll I'll let you have that at the same time. I thought it was the coolest ship growing up, but I will I will I, I gotta I have a I don't when you say they got the same actor, that's actually not necessarily true. They got the actor that played Jango Fett, who also played all the clones from the from the prequels. But Boba Fett was played by a different actor. Now it does make sense that it's this it's a clone of of yeah. of, of you know of, the, of his. Of Django Fett, so so it's fair that they have the same actor playing him. Well, they they promoted that. I didn't read into it because it's about Boba Fett, and I'm like, whatever. <laughs> into Boba Fett, go away. Um, so uh, catch a Boba Fett. Catch Boba Fett. Um, <laughs> anyways, so I didn't read it deeply, but I know they were talking about that, and people are losing their fucking minds over. It. I I think it's I love what they're doing with it. I think it's really cool. I think he's pretty badass now. Like I said, he's not someone in the movies that I was like, oh, I, I never cared for and I didn't understand. And I, I will go down on record saying that is the dumbest ship. How do you even get into the seat? You have to, you're like, you have to fight gravity to, to, <laughs> no. have, dumbest idea of a fucking ship ever. Yeah, I'm going to land looking straight up in the sky. It's stupid. So I'll, I'll stick with that one and we'll go from there. 
I to had make the toy. That. I had the toy slave one. It was pretty cool. So. I, yeah, I mean, it, I can. It, it came with a frozen, uh, frozen Han Solo. I, I mean, there, I understand why people in, like got into it. I just always thought it was the dumbest thing, and I, I just <laughs> never. Maybe that's why it was because I was such a huge Han Solo fan that I just I, I thought it was indignant that they let that little bastard, you know, carry him off frozen and stuff like that to Jabba. I just, you know, he got what he deserved. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> well, he he stuck around and he was in the sand dunes for a long time without his armor. So, <laughs> okay, Han, Han was off living his best life with his with his Wookie. All right, <laughs> so. That was uh, how we seize it. Um, we never did introduce ourselves or tell anybody where they can find it, but we want to thank you if you have listened to this far uh, and are continuing to listen to us, uh, no matter what we say. Um, you know where all to find us. We'll, we'll, we'll get better at that, talking about that. In the beginning. <laughs> There's no reason now. And then um, I'm not sure if we talked about it last time, but I think we did directly. Uh, we're going we're gonna to try and do Ready Player Two, um, the book, uh, came out about three three weeks ago, for, right before Thanksgiving. Right, uh, we were going to do that last week, and, and things just didn't work out. But I think that's our next our next pod. So if you're listening to us now and you want to know what we're going to talk about before we talk about it, uh, get on. And I recommend either reading or doing the audiobook for Ready Player Two. Sure. Yeah, and uh, give us some drink ideas. I've already got my picked out because I thought we might be doing that tonight. But, uh, I had mine. I had mine bought last last week too, and it was just a bad week for both of us. I think, <laughs> uh, wise. Um, so yeah, I'll have to go listen to it again for the third time, which I don't really mind. Um, <laughs> it's enjoyable, and I. Well, I don't know. I won't be at work, so I won't have as much time to listen. But uh, we'll figure it out. Yeah, we may we may even do a short week and, and bust this one out earlier, or we we may wait till next week. We'll see. We'll talk about that after. All right. But that's that's it for us tonight. So. Good night, everybody. Good night.